Welcome to SOAR with Dr. Stephanie Brown. I am a life coach and a physician, and I'm here to use my voice to help sisters overcome and rise. We get to do this by discussing relevant topics and struggles that we all encounter in our lives with a focus on how we can overcome them by transforming our limiting beliefs into living our best lives. Building a bridge between black male and female leadership and male and female leadership in general. I'm a firm believer that leaders should always connect to and expand their reach and present a united front, especially within the black community. It's vital that leaders, male and female, build a bridge instead of burning it. But what happens when just like, we can, just like we've seen in the past, that doesn't happen? I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and we were talking about how Margaret Thatcher was Prime Minister of England in 1979. And in many other countries, they have had women leaders for decades. But in this country, the gap still exists. And we have never had a female president or vice president. Hopefully that will change soon, maybe even as soon as January. And when we look to corporate America, the leadership and pay gap is still there as well. And we have made very little progress in closing that gap. Mothers and daughters can brag that not only do they have matching shoes, but they have matching pay gaps. But surely, when it comes to black men and women in leadership, we should be more united than the general population, right? Especially now more than ever, because we have so many things in common that there shouldn't really be a gap between us, right? Well, that's what we're going to find out. What is the state of the bridge we are building between black male and female leadership? Is it like the Golden Gate Bridge, an architectural wonder for all to view with awe? Or like the bridge between New York and New Jersey that Governor Christie shut down out of spite, that threw the entire area into chaos and disarray and has haunted him ever since? Or is it like the London Bridge and just simply falling down? I would like to introduce my guests who are gonna help us dive into this topic. So my special guests for this evening are Kellen Sims and Erica Bakar. They're both two intelligent and world-changing individuals. Kellen attended Howard University, is a graduate of Howard University, and Erica is a graduate of Howard University and New York University. Both operate in capacities that allow their abilities to communicate effectively and represent an array of clientele. As a procurement analyst, Kellen thrives on positivity, hard work, and encouragement. As a consultant at Booz Allen Hamilton, Erica is skilled with training leaders, team building, and strategic planning. While both are amazing at what they do individually, they know the vitality of building bridges and helping others cross over, uniting and catapulting into success. So I'm so excited to get into this conversation with these two amazing guests that I have coming up. How are you guys doing? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us join. <laughs> yes. Yes. Happy to have you both. Um, so honestly, this is a topic. Our topic is building a bridge between black male and female leadership. And this is a topic that was suggested to me. And Kellen, you were suggested as the perfect guest to tackle this topic. And then we decided that it would be great to tackle it along with another powerful a female so we could talk about both aspects of it. But the more I thought about it, the more I really kind of like the topic. Um, in general, I think millennials do a really good job at bridging gaps in a lot of different areas. So you guys really are experts in this area. 
So since we're talking about leadership, please tell me what leadership roles you hold professionally and personally. And um, either one of you can go first. Okay, sure. I can kick it off. So I'm Erica. I currently serve as a manager in the IT space Um, for my client. I'm an IT project manager by day and by evening or outside of work, I am currently leading our DNI efforts for a board of directors that support a wider circle. Um, We've just kind of kicked off as a result of everything that's been going off this year. So it is still something new for me, but um, yes, those are some of the things that I'm supporting right now or leading right now. Wonderful. For me, you know, the leadership that I have right now is just I'm a procurement analyst with the government where I, you know, have a team of three individuals that I lead on the program management team. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, both of you sound like you have varied leadership experience, which is which is awesome because and I'm sure there's probably other areas where you're leading that you don't necessarily even think about it as leadership because you just do it so naturally. So it'll be really interesting to kind of get into this discussion and see see what we all learn from it. Now, I know that, Callan, you mentioned you work in procurement. I know you've worked in human resources before. And Erica, you work in I.T., and you also are part of community organizations. So just based on your own experience, what gaps do you see that exist between black male and female leadership? And since we started with you last time, Erica, we'll start with you, Kellen. I think the biggest gap that I see that exists between um, men and women and or black and me- black male and female leadership is um, in far too many situations. I just think that men are in the lead role with a team mm-hmm. of more than capable women supporting them directly. And then what I've seen is unfortunately a lot of times in those leadership, as those leadership roles open up far too often, that role goes to another man rather than the overqualified women who had been supporting the prior leadership. That's a great point. That is something that I have definitely witnessed as well. What are your thoughts on that, Erica? Yeah. So it's been the same experience for myself. But surprisingly enough, my managers um, leading up to the point that I'm right now where I'm already managing um, have all been women and they've also all been women of color. So I've had fortunate experience in that case, in that regard. But overall, for the most part, there is definitely a very large gap between black male leadership representation compared to that of female leadership representations and study has even shown that for whatever reason that is where black women are sort of set back when you think about different hierarchies and different management levels that initial first step it takes to becoming a manager so that you can show yourself and make it to the next level does not have any does not have a large representation at least large enough representation of black females, which makes it easier for black men in that space to continue to move up um, in the corporate ladder. But that, that's a big gap that is definitely recognized, well recognized in, in a lot of industries. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I've seen it in, in many industries. And it reminds me of an earlier show that I did with Karen Johnson, whom Kelly, you know very well. And she was talking about mentorship. And how sometimes it's the difficulty in finding mentorship, which is necessary usually for you to move up in leadership roles, is that a lot of times people are not as comfortable mentoring other people that don't look like them. 
So since there aren't that many black females in leadership, a lot of the men will tend to mentor other men. And so like you were saying, Kellen, those men will end up coming up through the ranks where there are more than qualified females. Right. Now, since you've since you've both kind of noticed that this dynamic happens, interestingly enough, Erica, you've worked with a lot of female leaders and managers. What would you say are some of the differences in their leadership style? So what what things have you really appreciated from the female leaders that you've worked for? Um, and what are some other you know things that you have appreciated from the male leaders that you've worked for? Definitely. So. I think with the female leaders, I was, I don't know, it's, it's just the point that you just made. I felt comfortable instantly because I now had mm. someone who looked like me. And when you think about the mentoring aspect of it all, it just made the relationship, um, the professional relationship between us a little more natural. So there was a space to talk about what's going on at home. And then there's also a space for me to get feedback on how I'm doing at work. I will say the female managers I had definitely pushed me. And in some cases, they pushed me in manners that I didn't appreciate at the time. I actually had a manager Mm -hmm. say, like, I know you wanted to get promoted. I know you were looking to move on to the next step, but I personally don't think you're there. And I'm not hard on you intentionally. Like, I don't pick you out in a team, but you are a woman of color. And it definitely goes back to the saying that we have to work 10 times harder. So her expectations of me were much higher than other folks that were on my team. So also getting that candid feedback was very helpful for me. The male leaders that I had, it, it's very straightforward. Um, there is no personal collection. Everything is professional, which is fine. I'm okay. Business is business and never personal. But there is, the conversations are very straightforward. We talk about work and that that's it. And mm-hmm. In terms of feedback, it is something that it is given, it's provided, but I think the, the level of feedback that they give it, or the level of feedback that I've received from my male managers versus my female candidate, um, female managers has been indirect, not straightforward enough. I've kind of had to pull mm. different here and there from what it is that they are trying to tell me. I will say that I fortunately had great support from both male and female managers. So that's been really well. And when I say male and female managers, I'm not specifically talking about black, um, just mm-hmm. male and female in general. But that it, it was a difference in dialogue and it was a difference in relationship. And when you have that relationship that is strict on the business aspect itself, of course, it's going to change how comfortable you are in your work environment and in your workspace. So while I am comfortable with comfortable with bringing a concern I have about work to my manager, I might find it uneasy to talk about something that's going on in my personal life that might influence how my work performance is going to be. So there's definitely right. been some pros and cons to it. And, and that makes sense because we are, we're human beings, right? We don't, our identity doesn't kind of stop at work and then restart at home. We're kind of, we're fluid and things that are going on in our personal lives affect things that are going on in our work lives. So it is nice to be able to show up as your full self in anything that you do. So that that makes a lot of sense. And as you were talking, it reminded me of one of the things that I thought when I thought about differences in leadership between males and females and not necessarily black, but just males and females is the communication piece. 
in my experience, the females in leadership that I've worked with have been better communicators, more oftentimes direct, but direct with sensitivity to listening, um, better listeners, and also being able to take into account everything that may be going on with you and not just a small sort of slice or piece. So that that's one thing that I've noticed. Kellen, I'm really curious to hear what you've noticed in terms of what qualities you admire in male leaders and which ones you admire in, in female leaders. I've had both um, male and female leaders and or leadership. I've taken it from both of them. And it's interesting when Erica was talking one of the things that she said stuck stuck out to me a little bit, and I wonder if it's because I'm a man that in both situations, I've felt, you know, both with women and men, I've felt like they've taken to me and wanted to mentor me and show me, mm-hmm. you know, a way forward in the industry and what they think I should do and just giving, you know, a lot of great advice. For the most part, I've had, you know, some amazing leaders in my life when it comes to work. But I will say that the males have taken to me more and really laid out, oh, I think you should go about this this way and do this this way and really wanted to connect with me in a more personal way. But at the same time, what, you know, one of the things that, that could be a difference as well is that most of the male leadership I've had has been black, whereas I've been led by many different races of women. Okay. So I'm not sure if the race aspect played any role in that at all. That That is really interesting that, that you bring that up because my next question was, do you guys see any difference for black males and black females in terms of the things that you think that they bring to leadership? Like do black males bring the same type of qualities to leadership as black females or are they close, more closely aligned with white male leaders that you've had? So for me, it has been that for the most part, they've led the same way for both black men and women. And I, again, I think that could be because as a black man, they want to see me succeed. And I've, you know, I actually had the director of where I'm working now actually um, said one day that, and it stuck out to me because he was like, he was like, you know, I really enjoy working with you because I can tell you care and you're doing the right thing. So one, it made me realize that, you know, he's paying attention, but also that as a black man, he wanted to make sure that another black man was succeeding. So I, mm-hmm. what I do wonder is if I wasn't, you know, if I was slacking a little, if he would have said the same thing or would he have been come to me and said, you know, you need to do this better or anything like that. But I haven't really seen in the, in, in the job previous, I had a, a black woman who, who was leading my uh, group um, as a project manager. And she was very much the same way. She, you know, she wanted to make sure that I dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and, and she just truly wanted to see me succeed. And I think that's one great thing that I've been blessed with. And, I, you know, especially being in D.C., I think that it's a little bit easier for us just because there are so many amazing black professionals in the DMV. Mm-hmm. And I have friends in other mm-hmm. area, who live in other areas who, who will say, I've you know, I don't even work with, I, let alone have a black leader. They don't have a black coworker to work with. So I think wow. that's one thing that I've, I've lucked into by being in this area is that 
both the black men and the black women that I've been around um, have, you know, truly wanted to see me succeed and, and led in a way that made me want to be more like them. That's that's awesome. That That is a great thing to be able to say and a, a great thing to experience. It sounds like they were very validating for you, for, for you both. When I think about the times that we are in now with all of the civil unrest, it makes sense that we need to have both strong male and female leadership more than ever. And when I think about, you know, we already mentioned that there are not enough black females in leadership. Can you think of other reasons or why do you think it's important in this current environment to build this bridge between black male and female leadership? Yeah, definitely. I can kick that off. I, I really think it's important to bridge this gap because of diversity of thought. I think where we are right now, it's a huge representation of what happens when you don't have diversity of thought, whether <laughs> it is diverse race, diversity of gender, diversity of food type, diversity of disability, what have you, when you only have a specific group making decisions for multiple groups, well, then you're not able to best support them. And so as Kellen just mentioned, and as I mentioned previously too, I felt more comfortable being with my, or talking with my black female managers. And he's been pushed by his male managers, regardless of race, to move forward. I think when you just have someone who is able to familiarize themselves with your background, then there's almost this subconscious of making a decision that aligns with that same group, if that makes sense at all. Mm -hmm. So I that one thing that is missing is that diversity of thought. Men are going to interpret something different from men, from women. So unless we're able to have a balance of different thoughts and different ideas that influence both men and women below, then there's really going to be an issue there. There's really going to be a gap there. And it's something that we're going to struggle with for a very, very long time. I think this, this idea of women not being able to be in a manager role or be in a leadership role because women may be too emotional or things of that nature, other stereotypes mm -hmm. that are thrown out there, those same emotions, those same thoughts and ideas are needed when you think about a leadership role, when you think about a manager role. But as long as we continue to have that mindset, then that brat, that gap that we're trying to bridge just continues to get further and further away. We've definitely had progress over years, but that's a huge area that, um, I really think needs to be a mind shift so that we can continue to close that. But for me, I would definitely say that the issue is diversity of thought. Absolutely. I would agree a hundred percent. And one of the things that this radio show SOAR is about is about how we make any shift, how we make any success or reach any goal. We do it in our minds first and that our thoughts have so much power. And if you don't have that diversity of thought, then you're you're not going to see the progress. The progress that you envision starts at first with the thoughts. And if the thoughts are all homogeneous, they're the same, there's no expansion, then the progress is is just always going to be fleeting, something that you're trying to get to and not making. So love that point. That's excellent. Kellen, what are your thoughts on that question? Um, So for me, I, I 
you know, listening to Erica speak, she actually sparked something in my head because I, I do agree with the diversity of thought. And that's not something I had really thought about before. You know, when I, when I, when I was thinking about this, for me, it's just that for so long, we've only had men in power and we've seen where it's gotten us. So I think it's important to build a bridge because just using the presidency right now, I think that the reason Hillary Clinton lost was because she was a woman. And as Erica said, people are like, oh, she'll be too emotional. And, you know, a, a lot of those stereotypes that, that have been thrown around for far too long. And now we're in a situation where, you know, the country is burning around us. But <laughs> beyond that, this time around, once again, you know, I believe that we had a chance to elect a woman to be to be the presidential nominee. And out of fear, that didn't happen. And now we're in a situation where people aren't as happy about the, the, the people that they have the uh, choice to vote for. And, and I think a big reason behind that is there are women who are more than qualified to do all these things that men have always done historically. And rather than take a chance and see what it would look like if these women were able to lead and given that opportunity, society as a whole, to its detriment, has decided, you know what, I'd rather just see how it happens again with another man. And, you know, all we're getting are the same issues coming, coming, you know, whether you're in the workplace or, you know, as I said, with presidency, just, you know, in general, if you're not allowing somebody else to, t to step up and change, you're just going to be in the same situation. I think that's where we're at now. And I, so I, I think society as a whole to grow, we need to have women in these leadership roles and we need to empower their voices because at the end of the day, they've been doing a lot of the work behind the scenes for mm -hmm. these men. And yep. you know, I just, I just think that they need to be pushed to the forefront again. Love that point. That That is an absolute great point. And what came to mind as you were speaking is, you know, we sometimes say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And like you pointed out, you know, out of fear and there not being enough um, women in power or enough people willing to kind of think outside the box, we keep getting the same thing over and over. And it, and and, and so one of the benefits of bridging this gap is just improved quality of life for society as a whole, improved outcomes for businesses, whatever industry you're in, by having qualified people who happen to be women who have not had the opportunities to lead, be able to come into leadership, we would just have some overall improvement in, in a lot of conditions as well. Those are both um, amazing perspectives. I'm so glad that you were able to share that. So since we're kind of speaking about current events, there's been a lot of uh, loss and upheaval during the past few months. But with each challenge, there are also opportunities that present themselves. So I'll start with you, Erica, as a black woman, knowing historically that there are fewer leadership opportunities for us. What new opportunities do you see for black female leadership as a result of the multiple pandemics that we're experiencing right now? Right. So it really took me some time to think through this one. Um, I think we have two different avenues right now is a great 
opportunity in which a lot of people are doing black women specifically are tapping into their creative space to become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. but I think this is definitely a great time for women to tap into that entrepreneurial spirit become as creative as they want to take chances and see where their service or product may go and may take them so I definitely think there is a, a very large space there and on the other end of that I think with a lot of organizations, those that are really serious about sticking with it, expanding their DNI initiatives, there are a lot of opportunities to focus on that particular aspect of a company's strategy. So there are roles in there. There also there's always a role in the tech space. So roles for black women to increase our footprint there. And then I think overall It's an opportunity for, again, it is dependent upon the organizations having a cultural shift, but having that cultural shift is really going to allow and open doors, should allow and open doors for Black women to get into the managerial space. I talked earlier about that initial gap of why Black women aren't being represented at the C-suite level is because that those lower level manager positions are being filled by men. And if they are being filled by women of color, they're not black women. So we already start at a huge disadvantage. So those disadvantages, those initial gaps can start to close. And that's where we should be able to start seeing a shift. But essentially, I think that this is a great opportunity for black entrepreneurs to step out and and really take a chance. Yeah. I have seen a lot of entrepreneurs do that. You have an entrepreneurial endeavor uh, as well, don't you? Yes, I do. Quick plug. I am a massage therapist. <laughs> I'm also getting into lashes, but no, I'm, I'm literally, I'm here for all of the health and wellness space. I love everything about the body, but yes, I am pushing my massage therapy practice, even in the midst of COVID. <laughs> yeah. And and that and that's a great opportunity that for some people is that they are since they're working from home, they have a little bit more flexibility to build their business or if they are furloughed, they have more flexibility. But, you know, wherever those opportunities exist, just kind of taking them, uh, you know, we have to take what we can when we can. Um, so if somebody would like to get in touch with you for lashes or massage, how would they reach you? They can follow me at Arika Day Spa, A-R-I-K-A-D-A-Y-S-P-A on Instagram. And you can send me an email. My email is going to be on the Instagram site. Or if you want, it is still Arika Day Spa at gmail.com. So those okay. are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I know I will have to, uh, once this COVID thing is is over, I will definitely be scheduling a massage. It's long overdue. (laughs) (laughs) And Kellen, do you see, and and it's interesting because when I first thought of this question, I was thinking uh, of Erica, but before we started recording, you mentioned that there are some opportunities that have come up as a result of of the upheaval. So what opportunities have presented themselves for you during this time? The opportunities have been more just focusing myself and and getting my finances in order, which I, you know, it hasn't really, I don't, I don't have an an entrepreneurial um, endeavor that I'm going for right now, but it's just allowed me to, you know, really center myself and dig in about what really and truly makes me happy. And it's allowed me to, you know, really work on 
setting myself up for the future in a better way. But to your point of the question, one of the things that I've loved, and it's hard to say that you've loved a lot of things during this pandemic, just because all of the loss. But one of the things that I've loved is I have so many friends, both uh, men and women, who are stepping out there as entrepreneurs and, and truly starting businesses that are not only helping themselves financially, but, you know, they're truly helping the community and they, and they want the community to grow and to expand mm. and to to learn. So, you know, that's, that's been one of the biggest things that I've seen. And, and I, I just think it's amazing to see how many people have come together and thought of ways that not only can they, you know, profit themselves, but also how can they profit individuals and make the overall community better and, um, you know, more educated or, you know, mental health or as, um, Erica said, you know, she's doing, men she's doing like the wellness aspect of things and just seeing people truly want you to be a better yep. person and want the community to be better has been really nice in this pandemic, despite all the craziness that's going on outside. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Seeing the altruism and seeing the creativity and how people have pulled together, even when I just think about the the mask situation and the PPE situation and how people all over the world just kind of pulled together to figure this thing out. Like, what can we do to help one another? That has been encouraging. And that's that's great. I'm happy to hear that a lot of people and a lot of your friends have have found opportunities to to start businesses and also to benefit the community. Well, when I was thinking about just from the black male and black female leadership position, and I thought about, well, where do I see when I think of black male leadership and I think of black female leadership, what comes to mind? The thing that came to mind was a lot of kind of segregated organizations by gender. I thought about Lynx and Jack and Jill and sororities and fraternities and women's ministry and men's ministry, because that's where I notice a lot of our black female and male leaders. So I was like, that's really interesting. We got a lot of leadership that goes on within, you know, single gender situations. So since we do have some pretty powerful leadership in single gender situations, I'm sure we have it, you know, with mixed gender as well. But since a lot of our leaders are there, what do you think needs to happen to kind of build a bridge? I think that in order for the bridge to I mean, for the gap to truly be bridged, it's going to take men who are willing to step back and, you know, play Robin mm -hmm. to Batman. and empower these people who at the end of the day mm -hmm. you know i keep going back to i just see all these and i know i know at, in the workplace in my personal life i know so many amazing smart powerful black women who when given the opportunity step up and beyond what they're asked so i think in order to bridge that gap you need the men who are in the position of power to recognize that power that these women have and then take a step back and say, you know what, this is nice, but let me show you somebody who can do it better than I can or, you know, is a is a bigger expert than I. And, you know, a, an example of that that just came to mind was um, Serena Williams's husband. You know, he took a step back and said, you know what, he realized that if mm -hmm. he realized that the people around him weren't going to do what needed to be done to achieve true diversity. So he took a step back and said, I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from this for a little bit. And the person who takes my place 
is going to be a diversity candidate, you know, and it's just, I think it's that type of leadership that that's needed. I think people need to recognize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's nice to, to be in power and it, it's nice to, you know, have people doing all these things for you or, or, you know, whatever leadership looks like as a whole. And then, but also realize, you know what, it's my time to, to step back and no, I'm not going to let you overlook this, this woman who is deserving of this role or of this title, and I'm going to place her there right away. Or, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna bring her with me. Yeah. I, no, I love that. I think that that is, is really a great concept. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute, though, because some would say that, you know, in general, we don't have that many black males in leadership either compared to white males. So do we really want a black male to step down in order for a black female to be in leadership or is there a way to bridge that gap i i guess for me it's when the leadership change is happening to ensure that the next person up is you know would be a black woman or you know if it's a black woman mm. then a black man um just passing the reins mm-hmm. that way because you know we see all these corporations these huge or huge corporations or jobs or or just, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, your neighborhood committee, your neighborhood uh, watch committee or whatever. You know, there's people in place who are who are leading the way. And you're right. It, there aren't that many black men in leadership roles either. But I think you just need to find a way to ensure that the content as the continuity, as as things continue on, that it's not just gonna, it's just not going to be more and more black men putting on other black men. It's going to be like, you know, black women have that same chance. And I love it. I love it. Go ahead. Yes. No, I was just going to say, I think another flip to that is also challenging women to promote themselves. So I remember being in a space where it randomly March and March is Women's Month. And we were talking about how there's the gap between what men's salaries would be versus women. And this was also around the same time that I just got promoted. I have a new salary, but that salary didn't quite met, quite match what my expectations were. And so um, in that vein, I started going through articles and granted, this was a few years ago. The conversation is still the same. There are a lot of women who hesitate having that conversation. And it's I'm not even specifically talking about having a conversation about negotiating salary. If we take it a step back further, it's having that conversation to promote yourself. I think that's also something that is not supported enough in the workplace. Men do it. Men do it freely. I think men do it freely, but there is still some shakiness there because I've heard, I've gotten this feedback from both men and women. And as a manager, I've encouraged people to make sure that they promote themselves. There, there can be an expectation that just because you're man, you work with your manager, your direct manager every day, that they know what they're, that they know what you're doing because they give you the assignment and you complete it. Sometimes you have to sit that manager down and actually lay out everything that you've done, present to the table why you deserve to be in this particular role, to fight for it. I agree, it's unnecessary. It shouldn't have to go this way, but unfortunately, that has been the case, and that has seemed to be a a positive for the folks that do it. So I think there's definitely room and opportunity for folks to tap into themselves 
and say that it's okay to go tell my manager, hey, I just completed this. I just knocked this off. If you finish something ahead of schedule, like let them know, gas yourself up. And in turn, at that point, you know, it's it's very clear the to the managers and to the leadership the type of work that you're doing. So when the time comes around and they're looking for new folks, they're not looking for new folks that they're familiar with. They're looking for new folks like you because you've called them out. You've made it clear, hey, look at me. Similar to Kellen's point and something that I really, really appreciate that my my firm has done is have one-on-one conversations with all of us based on everything that's happened. And one of the things we brought to him, and this is the president, it's a $25,000 company, One of the things we told him is there has to be a change in how we recruit. You can't only recruit at, for example, University of Maryland, because if you have a leader that goes to University of Maryland, there's an automatic relationship. And we talked about relationship before. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have multiple people that can transition and get promoted because they're in that UMD chain just because of that one familiarity. So if you have managers that are making decisions that way, that's not going to help us. We have to get ahead of those people. So regardless of just familiarity, we have to make it clear in front of our managers that we're doing the same level of work, if not more. So I think it comes to promotion. You just made. Yeah, you just made so many good points. One of the points you just made about uh, the, the UMD recruitment, that's where your diversity of thought really pays off, because if there's no diversity of thought, and everybody has been doing this forever and everybody is kind of in that pipeline, no one would ever think to say that. And then your second point about promoting yourself, mm, that is a word right there. I think women in general have a harder time doing that. And then, you know, with with Black women, I think a lot of times, I know for myself and some of my friends, we feel like, well, our work should speak for itself. We're working harder. We're working longer. Can't you see what we're doing? And so sometimes there's a little bit of hesitancy to promote ourselves because we feel like, you know, you should be able to see what I'm doing. Um, But yeah, yeah. But we realize that, like you said, we have to use our voices and that that's what this platform is for is to allow us to use our voices because for far too long we've allowed our voices have been silenced and, and sometimes we've allowed our voices to be silenced. So, so that's a good, vo- that's a great point. And I am, I am taking that to heart huh, as you, as you speak it. But black women specifically to be given the reins in the workplace and in society, because more often than not, they're more educated and more qualified than their male counterparts. And I think it's really that simple. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Um, I guess my final thoughts would, again, just reiterating, we under, Granted, there is a gap between men and women of color, Black specifically, in leadership. There's clearly a gap between those particular genders as opposed to just the race itself. So I think in total, while I agree, there definitely need more more Black female representation. In total, people need to work on promoting themselves. And if you are working in an organization that has claimed to be committed to shifting their culture to more of a racial equity or racial inclusive um, organization to push the needle, hold them accountable, ask the questions wherever you need to um, connect with the right folks and 
yeah, tap into your creativity. If creativity is what you want to do and don't be afraid to step out there and promote yourself. I know I said it twice, <laughs> but that, that's a really biggie on all fronts. Yeah, uh, you could probably say it 10 times and it still wouldn't be enough. But um, so I'm glad you said it twice. Those are some great final thoughts. And Kellen, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to share. But anybody who would like to reach out to me can, um, my email is first name, <laughs> last name, Kellen Sims at gmail.com. And that's a K-E-L-L-E-N-S-I-M-S at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, I just wanted to thank you both for this very um, enlightening and exciting discussion. I think that this we can, this topic kind of pushes the envelope a, a little bit uh, into an area that we don't normally think about or talk about every day. So I appreciate you guys stepping up to uh, to the plate to to delve into right, this topic. You. And it was it was a great conversation. So thank you so much for coming on to SOAR. And I look forward to right, talking you. to you both again soon. Thanks for having me. If you want to reach out to me, if you want to send me a question for Ask the Coach, or if you just want to reach out to me, please send me an email to CoachStephanie at MyUrban95.com. And if you want to check out any other information about my life coaching business, you can reach me at www.StephanieBrownCoaching.com. So remember, to overcome your circumstances... Think the thoughts you would think if you were already where you want to be and you will be there before you know it.